My name is Mark Solomon, and this is Never Was. never was a pro football player. That's right. I never was. Uh, I, I wanted to be. And I'll tell you something. It's too bad. Okay? Because I think I would have brought just a little more to the table when it came to personality. Listen. I'd have never been as beautiful as Precious Tom. That's right. Precious Tom Brady it wouldn't have happened that's fine I'd have never been as as, uh, as smart as as Lord Peyton Manning okay um, and I would I would probably never have have been as charismatic as uh, Russell Wilson or whatever but the fact is I would have tried to bring some personality man you know I think I would have fit perfectly on one of those old 70s Raiders teams that's right the 70s Raiders teams. Those, that's that's what football was supposed to be, you know? Kind of shoddy, kind of messy, I don't know, full of a bunch of nuts. Dudes on those teams, here's, here's a couple of the nicknames, okay? The Twos, as in John Matuzak. The Stork, that was, uh, Ted Hendricks, the assassin, way before being a tough guy was even like a thing. Jack Tatum was known as the assassin way before any anybody trying to be cool was known as the assassin, okay? And then uh, the granddaddy of them all, the first jersey I ever bought, the snake, Kenny Stabler. I mean, seriously, man, this guy looks like he belongs, I don't know. On a riverboat uh, with like an, a couple extra aces tucked away in a boot, and then like one of those little zip gun things in his sleeve. I don't know if that's conflicting time periods, but anyway, yeah, you know, that to me, that was football. That was cool football. That's the football I grew up with, you know. Back then, football had it had soul. It had personality. It had soul, man. There's very little soul in football now. Okay. Um, listen, I know, I know. There are plenty of people who think football is never cool. But let me ask you this. I want you to think of your... The quintessential hipster. That's a terrifying thought, actually. But... Think of that person. Who in your head is the coolest person that there is right now or whatever? And let me just ask you. Was that guy as cool as Joe Namath rocking a, a, a fur coat and uh, and calling out the victory before the game back in the 70s? No. No. Or better, better yet, was is, is that cool person as cool as Hunter S. Thompson? I mean, seriously, go watch Where the Buffalo Roam. You're not gonna, you're not gonna come back from that and tell me, yeah, no, I think you're wrong, Mark. No, you're gonna say, you know what, Mark? You're spot on. Okay, you're spot on. And then, okay, just sort of natural progression from Where the Buffalo Roam. 
You take, I'm going to use the word twice in one punk in one podcast, quintessential, the quintessential cool guy, the coolest dude walking the earth right now, Bill Murray. That dude loves football. I'm hoping against hope that somehow the soul and the and the coolness will slide out of there someday soon. And I think Marshawn Lynch gets it, kind of. I certainly hope Derek Carr gets it because I love that dude. Anyway, listen. Uh, all you hipsters out there who, who, who don't believe that football is ever cool, I want you to compare yourself to those people. Ask yourself if, if you're on their level. And then let me just go ahead and answer for you. No, you're not. Okay? You're not. So just accept it. And the thing is, this is my show. And I love football, so we're going to do an episode anyway. You see, I had to get this out because the bad time is coming. You know? After the draft, man, which is like in two months or something, there's nothing. I got to try to find a way to enjoy soccer. Uh, It's impossible. I've tried to to love baseball. I just don't think that's going to happen. Anyway, listen. um, I got to wrap this up because if I don't, Bill, Billy Power will kill me. And I'm sorry, Billy. Uh, I sort of sprung this on him at the last minute. But you know what, man? I had a chance to do a football thing before football season was over. I'm jumping on it. So, look, I got three people, three good friends uh, from from sort of all sorts of walks. Uh, the first one is going to be Mr. Vincent Stalba. Vincent Stalba. <sighs> this guy is an up-and-coming actor. You can actually go to IMDb right now, Google that guy, or Google. Go to IMDb right now, put that dude's name in a search, and you'll find him. So I just want you to know, that's my guy. He's going to be huge. He's, he's amazing. And he's also a huge football fan. I sort of brought him in to start things off and be like a, a steady kind of, I don't know, kind of middle ground guy. He's a cowboy fan. He's, he's had a rough couple weeks, okay? Uh, but he provides a, a very nice, very... Very even and, and uh, objective opinion of the upcoming game. And then on to the Super Bowl schmucks. Nah, okay, listen. Congratulations to your teams. It's awesome when your team's in the big game. I kind of remember what that's like, but it's been really like a long time. But uh, first up will be uh, my old buddy, Tom Wozneski. Um, I mean, we're dating back to the first Staves Acre Tour ever. Um, from the band MXPX, Tom Wozneski, bonafide and legitimate Seattle Seahawks fan. Which uh, I know you've heard it before, but it, it goes it goes for like four people that I know. Okay, Tom, Randy Torres, Eli Atoll, and uh, the one and only Rodney Wooster Clark. Those are legitimate Seahawks fans. Okay, the rest of y'all, you're in question. Uh, I, uh, I'm skeptical. I'm very skeptical. Um, after Tom is my uh, my old buddy, and I mean we're we're going way back here now. Uh, almost the bass player, or was the guitar player of the Crucified? Uh, but then it just sort of didn't happen. But but uh, <laughs> a character nonetheless. Mr. James Reynolds is going to jump on and talk about his beloved Patriots. Ugh. God, who wants to hear that? Okay, without further ado, Billy, thank you for being so 
kind and generous and not killing me when I suggested we do a Super Bowl episode. Listeners, never was as never were. Uh, please enjoy Mr. Vincent Stalba. going don't worry all right um, but yeah so okay speaking of which i should i'm i i have to we're gonna stay on point here mm. this is a big week it's a big week it is. but it's also for you mr vincent Stalva. Ah. this is a bitter it's a bittersweet week i know it you is. are uh, a faithful cowboys fan and um, yeah you sort of got hosed uh, I feel like you kind of got hosed a little bit <laughs> a little bit and uh, you know to the letter of the rule and anyone who watches football knows you know that was a catch uh, this mm-hmm. is my thing any football fan wants that to be a touchdown yeah that's all there is to it and so when your entire fan base thinks that that rule is dumb you should probably not have that rule right so, yeah, but it, I mean, to just to go with that and just tell you, like, it's not just the fan base, the defender of the Green Bay Packers. I think it was Sam Shields. He said it was a catch. Even the, the defender said it was a catch. I mean, come on. I, and speaking of which, it's something I shouldn't have done, but I, I watched the play again. I went on YouTube and I, oh, I typed in Des Bryant catch. And I, and I watched it and I started crying again because <laughs> I, I, seriously, like I, you know, I, I take it very personally and I'm a very emotional and sensitive person. And I, uh, I, you know, I was already crying before the play, you know, it was fourth and two, you know, DeMarco Murray wasn't on the field. I'm like, what are they going to do? I, you know, I was already crying and then I saw the play and I leaped up in the air and I just started yelling. And then right after the play, the red flag was on the field and I was like, Oh, I saw it move. I saw it move. And then like (laughs) after the game, I was crying for about 10 minutes. Like it just, it really, like this was the, I know it's funny and I can kind of laugh about it now, but like this was the season. I I said it before the year started, this was the season. And maybe, maybe next year, because I, I don't know. And nobody knows how long we have Romo for, you know, because of his back and his injuries it's just like it was all set up for this year, and uh, it was just really di- disappointing, you know. I know, man. Uh, I mean, I, I can only as a as a fan of football, you know. Look, dude, I don't care about the Cowboys, man. I I had enough Cowboys <laughs> in the '90s. I really don't. It's like, okay, yeah, great, great. We're sorry here about it. I, I'm a Raider fan, so if yeah. you want to come to me about uh, weird calls, we can do that all day. Oh, long, I know. Baby. Yeah. But yeah, you know, um, I thought it was worth mentioning just in light of this whole thing, because obviously the Super Bowl is coming and all those dudes are down there talking, flapping their gums. And there's uh, again, as usual, a ton of controversy surrounding one of the teams. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to be like unbiased, you know, mm-hmm. but then I was thinking about it. I'm like, dude, the Seahawks have 
they got plenty of controversy of their own. I mean, one of the biggest, <laughs> most controversial dudes ever, Pete Carroll, you know, I mean, how, like he's, he, I guarantee you, dude, that guy's going back into his, his hotel room and just laughing <laughs> every night because like no one's are you, are you referring to like the NCAA stuff and how yeah, he left how, during how sanctions. He yeah, didn't how is that really, not like, being brought up right now? Like, look, yeah. dude, I believe it, man. The the Patriots are some cheating dudes and they are habitual line steppers. Okay. They, they do not have <laughs> a good reputation. I mean, no. I, you know, I think everyone can agree with that. But for, for Pete Carroll to somehow be this, like, <laughs> he's the golden child. He's going, he's, like he, he's facing the team that he started coaching because he started yeah. coaching the Patriots and now he's facing them in the Super Bowl. I know, man. There's a lot and, of really storylines. And they're ignoring all of them to talk yeah. about this, which I, I mean, it's not, not like I don't. As soon as I heard about it, dude, I was like, oh, this is all they're going to talk about for the next two yeah. weeks. This is all they're going to talk about. Because, uh, you know, Bill Burr is a comedian that I listen to. I listen to his podcast. He straight out said it. You know, sports journalists are lazy. They don't. Yeah. You give them the story and that's the only thing that they have. They're not trying to create yeah. any of In other media, story. Everyone is lazy. Yeah, you know, I mean, you can say job. something about one player and then it's going to follow him throughout their entire career, you know? Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, you got I, I just I can't, I'm like, honestly, the real story for the whole the whole game should be all the conflicting moral arguments against each team. I mean, seriously, you got Marshawn Lynch is probably going to get fined. What do you get fined? 20 grand for grabbing his crotch in the end zone? Yeah. You know, something that I, I guarantee you will happen multiple times at the halftime, <laughs> at the Probably. halftime show of, of this game, you know, and like Marshawn Lynch gets fined 20 grand for that. He said he was going to get fined. Obviously he said it over and over again today. I'm just here. So I don't get fined. I'm just here. So I don't get fined. Like that dude is getting fined all this money. And then the flip side is even if, and we'll get into this in just a second, even if it didn't provide the winning edge. If you broke the the rules of the game and gave yourself any kind of advantage whatsoever and mm-hmm. you don't get fined, but Marshawn Lynch gets fined 20 grand for grabbing his balls, I just <laughs> Yeah. I just that, that I don't makes even sense. I, I agree with that point. But I, I you know, I only want to spend a little bit of time about the about the deflate gate mm-hmm. because I'm just if you just look merely at the stats, you know, Andrew Luck only completed a third of his passes, you know, and he threw two interceptions, which isn't uncommon. He didn't throw any touchdowns. The team had three turnovers and they abandoned the run. You know, right. The Patriots did exactly what they did the past two years and beat them. They just ran it down the Colts throat. And they, they had less turnovers and they controlled the game like two to one. You know, they had the ball two thirds of the time. So I just don't know how much an underinflated football really had that big of a deal. See, now I, I, I hear you and I know that you're right about that. The question remains, if there's no advantage, why do it in the first place? That's all there yeah. is to it, dude. I mean, and the problem is, is that if you get branded as a liar or as a cheat and then you come out and you get caught, even in the yeah. slightest bit cheating, 
<clears throat> all the Patriots fans that are out there crying and pissed off because that's all anyone will talk about, and then they keep repeating the score. And oh yeah, if the game was, if the balls weren't uh, two pounds under pressure, it would have been a, a, a thirty-seven point victory instead of a thirty. Like whatever. I, mm. That's that's not the point. If you get busted once. And then you get busted twice. And if you got all kinds of people in the league saying, you know what, man, I've always thought they were shady. Like, dude, Marshall, Marshall Falk has straight up put him on blast saying that he, you know, he felt like they stole. They had stuff in their in their pregame that they had not shown all year long. And the Patriots were ready for it as soon as they played on, on that. On yeah, Sunday I, I remember that. It was you him know? or Kurt Warner who said, like, it was as if they knew our plays. So yeah. I and and that kind of. uh I do hold a grudge against that because I just, I think that that was one of the best teams ever assembled with the greatest show on turf. And I, and I can't believe the Rams lost to them, but I mean, looking back, the Patriots did have a good defense, but that that's something that I'll I'll try to to forget kind of like how the giants beat the Patriots twice. I I don't know how (laughs) those are just super bowls. I don't want to remember, but anyway, anyway, I do because I hate the Patriots and I loved those things. I, <laughs> I just, I you know, being an NS, NFC East and being a Dallas Cowboys fan, it's just I, I don't want to see know. Eli Manning freaking win anything. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because it's I just, hate him. That's why, I mean, this is going to sound so petty. And uh, I'm glad that my wife left the room because she's <laughs> such a Peyton Manning fan. <laughs> but I hate the Denver Broncos so much. And I just, I could not have them win a Super Bowl. You can't buy a Super Bowl, man. That's not fair. No. You know, we'd have had to listen to that as Raider fans forever. <laughs> you know, I just, oh, John Elway does it again. <laughs> John Elway <laughs> does it again. <laughs> you know, forget the fact that uh, the first two Super Bowls he won, there was uh massive salary cap violations but what i, I know mean, I, fine. but i mean i i remember because we spent a lot of time while we were in florida <laughs> and, uh, talking about you know all, all the the wrong things that have happened throughout the league the past few years and how there should be asterisk asterisks next to a lot of asterisks uh, there it is there it yeah, is i got it but um i, well, not, I don't my, know. not my team my team's never been uh known to do anything untoward or outside the lines. <laughs> no, <laughs> Al Davis, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I, I had a couple questions for you. I just want okay. to just throw them out there in light of this uh, Super Bowl. Um, what is, what is a, a, a bigger violation? Marshawn Lynch grabbing his crotch or Tom Brady just being Tom Brady? <laughs> well, I'm going to assume being that beautiful Tom and Marshawn Lynch, little bitch, because that's what everyone <laughs> thinks he is. Um, but I, I think it's a bigger. I mean, honestly, to honestly answer the question, I think Marshawn Lynch grabbing his crotch because this is a national televi- televised game. Millions, a hundred, a hundred million people are said to be watching the Super Bowl. So. You know, the, the NFL wants to distance itself from any wrongdoings all the time because the NFL is really all season long. You know, if you think about the NFL is just as entertainment, you know, it, it is just a game on Sundays, but there's 50 t- 
televised televised spinoffs of it. Everyone's right. talking about the NFL all the time. Um, it's a nine billion dollar a year industry, and when you have that many people watching it for one game, you, you don't want anyone to make any kind of lewd comments or actions during that because that's just going to tarnish the NFL and tarnish its image even more. So, uh, okay. to, to answer that question, I think Lynch grabbing uh, his crotch. <laughs> To, to answer. <laughs> okay. Here, question number two. Russell okay. Wilson. Mm-hmm. Too wonderful? I mean, is he really... I, isn't he just a little too wonderful? I was listening to him talking uh, during Media Week and every single answer. You got Marshawn Lynch on one side. You got Richard Sherman on the other side. Being like people who I would go to the pub with, right? Yeah. And then you got Russell Wilson. And he, it's like listening to a CEO or it's just crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Is he too wonderful or not? Am I wrong? Is, is this the new NFL no, and I should not, just deal with not it? not wrong. I just, uh, you know, I was thinking about him today and I just, uh, cause I watched the highlights of the Packers game too. And I just saw that, that amazing comeback and feel like he's had quite a few of those and he's almost kind of like the Terminator. He, he just <laughs> won't die. He just keeps coming back. And if you give him another chance, he's going to go to the future and come back to the future and, and literally destroy you. <laughs> you know, it's well, just incredible. Did... <laughs> That's impressive, but, uh, man. Wow. It's uh, he, he has the most help, I feel, out of any quarterback in the league. He has a great defense. He has a great offensive line. He has a great running game. You know, and no wide receivers. Exactly. And you saw what happened in the last game. He tried forcing passes and he got yeah. picked off. He got picked off four times. You know, uh, he, oh he doesn't gosh. have a number one wide receiver. He just has a great running game and a great defense. I mean, this is almost kind of like the Baltimore Ravens all over again. Um, but he, he does make spectacular plays. True. If you give him a chance, he's going to come back and win the game it's i mean it's pretty stunning when you watch their games and when you watch him play because it's just uh it's unexplainable sometimes okay question number three who's more sympathetic pete carroll or bill belichick Mm. who's the more who's more of a hero I mean, think about all of the controversy surrounding both of those dudes. Both of them caught red-handed. Mm-hmm. But right now, not not necessarily to you, but who do you think has been presented now as a more sympathetic character? Sneaky Pete well, mm-hmm. or Belichick? I, I oh don't gosh. think Bill Belichick. I'm going to answer it like that because, you know, anytime you watch his interviews, he doesn't want to say anything. It's almost like he doesn't want to give anything away. No, no one really, everyone respects him, but I don't feel like anyone likes Bill Belichick. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. What's that guy like? Uh, gosh, man. What's it like going to that guy's house for dinner? I don't know. I would never go to oh. dinner over there. I, I can never ask him a question. I, I don't know how, I, if he's married. Uh, I, I, I don't, I wonder how that life is like. Probably not very well, good, but, um, well, you know, I, I think um, Pete Carroll, I mean, he just seems like a likable guy um he, he's brought uh seattle to two championship games now uh in a row 
which in the NFL, everyone knows how hard that is. Sure. Um, I mean, I how's you that know, not Seattle? what they're talking about right now? You yeah. got in the modern era, you have a team that is repeating as the as Super Bowl, like they're in the Super Bowl twice in a row and they won it and yeah. no one is saying it. And for a small market, this is a small to medium market team, Seattle. They're, they're not New York. They're not California. They're not Dallas. I mean, this is a small market team going back to back. And another uh, storyline I feel like that isn't really getting talked about, or at least I, don't, I haven't heard too much about it, is this is you know kind of new school with back to back, almost trying to establish a uh, a dynasty with Seattle against the mm-hmm. old dynasty of last decade, the the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, so I, I feel like that's a great storyline. No one's talking about, but. To answer that question, I feel like Pete Carroll, you know, he's taking a small market team to back to back Super Bowls. Um, everyone wants to focus on the negative right now, you know, because it's news. It's the media. That's what people want to so, hear about. The thing that blows my mind is that not only are they focusing on all those things, but they're still not they're not they're not focusing on. The obvious. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, did yeah, they changed the rules for the Patriots defensive backs, you know, when they played against the Colts. But dude, they changed the rules against the Seattle Seahawks defensive backs like literally two years ago. It's yeah. the same the same thing. But I, I no, I, I feel I I think I think definitely Pete Carroll is is the more uh he's 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 definitely the one who's who's got the the winning smile. He's got that freaking chin that sticks out like Mac the knife. <laughs> I get it. like you know, he's he's that guy. Exactly. Well, anyway. and he's a he's an old college coach, and I, I just feel like he just has so much more energy than Bill Belichick and a lot of coaches. And he's one of the oldest coaches in the league, and he has so much energy. That's always how I I see him. You know. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, the guys. He's running up and down the field, and you know, I, mean, I think he smiles all at all times. That guy's probably smiling <laughs> right now, right at this minute. Anyway, well, listen, uh, I just wanted to get a quick little like kind of a non-biased view from uh, from a, a person with no dog in the fight necessarily. Although, well, you know, dude, you I really wish our I wish our teams were there, Vince. I do. Yeah. I do. And uh, thank you for taking off your actor hat for a brief yes. moment and uh, being the football guy that sits outside in the middle of the night with me and talks about how holding is the most uh, powerful call in the entire NFL. It is 10 yards at, you, a at time. At least listen to my theory. Call it on every play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. I know. Okay, Vince, I I'm going to let you days. go. I do. Yeah, man. Come back. Come back and have... Neither of us works there anymore at the Mermaid. We'll just go over there and have some beers, and then we won't have to do anything. <laughs> exactly. Just watch everyone else freak out during the rush. But yeah. um, I haven't had a chance to talk to you since you put your podcast up, and I just briefly just want to let you know, I think it's. Uh, I think you're doing a great job. I listened to Thank both you, episodes so far and uh, I wrote down a lot of quotes and uh, I think it's pretty powerful. So I, I think oh, you got a great hands, man. So, you know, Sweet. break well, a thanks leg for with being, it. Thanks for being part of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Ah, yes. Vincent Stalba. Please take a look at that guy on uh, IMDb. And uh, look for him. He'll be around. He's going to be around for a while, I think. Um, let's see. Up next, uh, Mr. Tom Wisniewski. And you know something? I miss this guy. 
haven't uh, haven't had a chance to talk to him a whole lot lately but uh, we chatted a little bit off air and I'm telling you right now Tom will be back on this show so please uh, enjoy one of the few Seattle Seahawks fans that I actually believe is a Seattle Seahawks fan Tom Wozniski Basically, oh, I mean, he just did his Marshawn thing, you know. I love it. I think I it's I, great. I don't, have, I don't have a problem with it. The only people on earth that have problems with it are the reporters. Mm-hmm. That's the only people. Everyone else thinks it's awesome that he's telling the reporters to just screw off. <laughs> yeah, I have no problem. You know who used to do that all the time, right? All no, those, um, the Denver Broncos offensive line had a pact of secrecy. <laughs> For almost the entire time, John Elway was the quarterback over there. They wouldn't speak to the media. And now Mark Schlereth is a guy from ESPN. And yeah, he's, yeah. you know, he has like a very short memory, apparently. Although, you know, I haven't seen him in a whole lot of the coverage. Maybe they finally fired him. That would be awesome. <laughs> I can't Because, you know, Raiders fan and all. See, that's the thing right there, Tom. And we're going to talk about this right now. Okay. Music and rock and roll and touring and honestly, working in a hipster bar like I have been stuck working at, which not a hipster, so really out of place, <laughs> you know. But but primarily rock and roll. You don't get to talk football with anybody. Nobody really knows anything about it. See, I'm lucky where I work. It's like I mean, we yeah. have a big we have a big rally planned for Friday. They uh, it's on YouTube. You can look it up from last year when they had one. But I mean, there was like you know couple thousand people in the street at work, like just screaming. We flew a 12th man flag and yeah. <laughs> See, not only are you a rarity in that you are a musician who likes football, but you're a musician who likes the Seahawks, which yes. actually makes you less of a rarity for just for a moment because of the trendiness. But then you're a, a musician who likes the Seahawks, who actually knows football and actually knows what his team is about and can probably remember players before uh marshawn lynch and yeah. uh russell wilson or whatever i know? sat i sat through a bunch of four and 12 seasons with my season tickets i mean this this is the golden age i mean i've been sending pictures to my friends of, of like you know czar nicholas and be like this is what i feel like as a seahawks fan right now <laughs> yeah it's great yeah it's, this is the this is the golden age of seahawks fandom i mean we all get it here. Everyone in Seattle understands that this doesn't happen all the time. You know, teams going back to back like this to the Super Bowl. This isn't a common thing that teams always go and it's like no big deal. Like everyone gets that this is special. Yeah. That's good because yeah. it's freaking is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so un- it's like I it's been so long since my team was any good that. It's yeah. Just what? 2000? Really, it's been 14 years. 2002. Two two, okay, yeah. All right, so twelve years. Yeah. Uh seems more like thirty. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Especially because it's not like we went from being really good to just kind of mediocre. We like we went like really, really the other direction. <laughs> it was it was a very steep drop off, yeah. I mean I had I had a year of Charlie Whitehurst and Tavares Jackson as my quarterback, so yeah. Oh gosh, dude. That's a drop off too. I mean, Sean I mean, Alexander, he just dropped off. He got paid and then just want, didn't want to get hit anymore. 
You know something, uh, man? I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna harp on this uh, not as much as maybe I probably had planned on it, but dude, I guarantee you that a huge contingent of your Seahawks fans do not know who Sean Alexander is, man. I'm know, sorry. Maybe I get a lot, of, I get a lot there. of that. There's a big Cowboys fan at work that he always talks crap about the Seahawks, and he goes on and on about how everyone's bandwagon up here. But I'm like, you're right. You know, there probably are a lot of bandwagon people now. And I'm sure in Dallas that there's nobody going out and buying stuff this year because they did great this year. I'm sure no one went out and jumped on the bandwagon in Dallas at all. (laughs) And, you know, if if Tampa Bay did really well next year, I'm sure no one would jump on that bandwagon. Come on. It's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. No, I I don't have a problem with it. I mean, when when your team is hot, your team is hot. And that's just the way it happens. I mean, sadly, when mine was last really good. Uh, we were still saddled with all those <laughs> with the wrong kind of bandwagon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we had the, we had thug life bandwagon. So yeah, for a long time, they had a real good thing going there. Then unfortunately I think Al Davis just kind of went crazy. Oh dude, 10 years of insanity. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just like, well, who's the fastest guy in the draft? Cal draft him. He's obviously uh, going to be good. Dude. I remember watching the draft and, uh, we had just, this is like the last, I think the last draft before Al died, you know, he drafts DHB Darius mm-hmm. Hayward Bay yeah, and the announcer or the, the analyst watching it, including Chris Carter with this, the smuggest former player possibly ever. Yeah. He's a, yeah. And, um, dude, he just started laughing, just laughing because Al drafted this guy that was two tenths of a second faster than Michael Crabtree, the most prolific wide receiver, blah, blah, blah. Now, yeah. you know, Crabtree hasn't exactly set the world on fire. But. No, no, he's a possession guy. That's all he'll ever be. And, you know, you know, for a minute there, Kaepernick was good, but I think that whole thing's just falling apart in San Francisco. Oh, man. it's And I'm sure you as a Seahawk fan are really sad to see that happen. You know, honestly, it's, it's the whole iron sharpens iron thing. I loved the fact that our division has four really good defenses and that they were really good on offense for a minute. I mean, like it's, it's good. It makes you, it makes you better. If you play in a crappy division, you're all going to be crap. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like, I like the, uh, the fact that like, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Michael Bennett, uh, our defensive end. He had a quote this week saying that, uh, he gets better. Uh, he's talking about the end of the Packers game. He's, he said they get better competition from practice than most games. Cause like, yeah. they're just, they're putting on so hard. They're each side, you know, it's, I like, I like that. You know, I'm, you know, I hated Jim Harbaugh, but I'm going to miss him. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he, he was, was like the evil, he was like the evil, you know, just, <laughs> he's yeah. a cartoon, man. The Dude. guy was, but, I yeah. wanted him to coach my team. And I, we thought for a second that that actually would happen. And, and, yeah. Uh, I think he was always going to Michigan. Yeah. Dude. How can you compete with that? Plus he got like an extra 5 million to not return to the NFL as a coach, like he got really? to keep, he got to keep $5 million of his salary. Wow. I missed that part by not going to the NFL. Yeah. It was, it was a no brainer. You know? yeah, yeah. Seriously. You know how it is, man. I mean, I, I never went to a big school, but I, I I've watched enough football over the years. Those dudes, that's all they care about is the college that they went to. Oh yeah. And you know, you get to go be the head coach of a storied program like Michigan. It's going to happen. Yeah, where he played. I mean, you know, it's just, it's yeah. done. Yeah. It's, it, that, to me, I, I didn't think he was going anywhere else. I think he was. I didn't think he was going to Oakland or anywhere. Yeah, we we hoped because he, you know, dude, him and Al were buddies. He was on our staff for a little while. 
Yeah. You know, it was it was looking like a possibility. Plus, like we haven't had a presence on the sidelines since Gruden, so you know. Well, we, you got Del Rio. He's not a slouch. No, I think, dude. I honestly think that that's an awesome pickup. I don't, I don't have a problem with that at all. You so know? here's here's a funny little tidbit on Del Rio. I went to uh, the Broncos game with a buddy of mine who's a huge Broncos fan. He came up here, and we sat in the mm-hmm. friends and family section. So we sat behind Del Rio's dad at the game this year. All right, and all right. we're we're chatting with him like at halftime and stuff and all that. I was like, all right, man, when your son's out there looking at free agents, does he call you? He's like, oh, yeah, we talk all the time about it. I mean, no he called kidding. you. He called you about like getting TG Ward's. Like, yeah, I was on board with that 100%. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> that is yeah. pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. That's, uh, you know, his, you know, his old man and his mom and a lot of his family members are like lifelong Raider fans. So, no, yeah, it, it was, that was one of the ones that. About was definitely going to happen. I thought like when, when that whole thing fell apart in uh, Denver, I was like, oh, he's gone. That's the yep. Oakland Raiders all the way. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Sorry. I'm trying to, I'll, I'll keep it. I, I promised you I would be brief. I'm trying to, oh, no. dude, I'm, I'm dude, I just time. never get to talk football with anybody. It's such yeah. a bummer. Yeah. That sucks. Uh, yeah. Cause none of no one watches it, man. You can't, you uh. can't be into football. It's not cool. Even though, you know, every one of these hipsters, uh, if I asked him, are, are you as cool as, you know, what, what the hell, uh, Hunter S. Thompson, you want, you want to talk about cool. Are you as cool as Hunter S. Thompson? No, you're not. Don't even answer the question. Cause everybody yeah, knows the seriously. answer to that. He was a huge football fan. Now, granted it was a different time, but you know, there's plenty of reasons why football isn't lame and stupid or whatever. It's just, yeah, you know, but it's like, I don't know. Dude, I, I work at a bar where. Uh, they'd rather talk about the hops that were used for the beer. Oh man. Beer snobs. Yeah. yeah. I mean that whole microbrew thing, we kind of, we didn't start it, but we definitely jumped on the bandwagon early up here in uh, the Northwest. And man, we got so many places. It's ridiculous up here. <laughs> my dad, I mean, my dad's a huge beer snob too. So we go to, we go to all these different uh, brew fests in the summers and stuff like that. Go hang out yeah. in a park, drink a bunch of beer. That's yeah. good. I love I love beer. Uh I can't yeah. drink it as much because it destroys me, but <laughs> um I like a, a well made beer. Yeah, but definitely. Man, dude, when it's in the middle of you know, it's December and no one wants to talk football with me, I get real I get a little irritable. It's, it's the way yeah. it is. You know? And my one buddy who's actually on this show, Vince, uh, he was a huge, you know, huge football fan. He moved to New Orleans, so now I, uh, I was utterly alone. But not, I'm not at the bar anymore, so that's fine. Anyway, so, okay. I'm not going to waste a bunch of time on the deflate. I hate that. I'm not even going to say it. That's fine. Ball, I'll say Balgazi. I'm not going right. to say any, you know, I. but I do think, I think that there are, it's the thing that's the biggest story for me, other than the fact that you don't cheat unless you think you're going to get it an advantage by cheating. So no matter what anybody says, no matter how anybody tries to spin it, that's still a fact. If they, if it gave no advantage, they wouldn't have done it in the first place, you know, and no way in the world. Some like they're, if if they throw some poor equipment manager guy under the bus for this whole thing, uh, that should, that should be the end of it for the love affair that America has with that team. But, you know, no, nobody there's, there's going to be a guy that's going to burn. He's going to get a couple million bucks from Robert Kraft. And yeah, he's going to say, yeah, I did it. Robert Kraft. Oh, don't even. Okay. That guy came out in his big, 
big entrance press conference yesterday. I, I saw it. Yeah. You know, demanding an apology. Like, dude, no one's going to apologize to you guys. Okay. Well, I mean, Goodell might. I mean, when, when Goodell yeah, got elected as the commissioner, his biggest two backers were Kraft and Rooney. So there you go. Congratulations. Uh, your, your, your best buddy is going to, is going to apologize to you. I just think that, I mean, dude, Richard Sherman, how nobody, how not everyone in America loves that guy. I don't know. Cause he straight up blasted him. I mean, yeah. like no one, no announcer, no, no football analyst is going to say that stuff. It's well, just not. It's funny because I was watching it on NFL Network when he said it, and uh, you could tell the the people on TV were kind of like, we can't really uh, say anything because uh. they're talking about our boss. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, everyone everyone knows it. The Patriots oh, yeah. got off easy with the little, little videotape and Spygate. They're going to get off easy with this one. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, I think if they find out that they did deflate it and that it was related to Belichick and Brady and whoever, Belichick should get a year of suspension. Sean Payton got a year for uh, for the whole bounty thing. Yeah, I mean, Sean Payton got a year for the bounty thing, but I think he got it because of player safety. And that happened right at the time when everyone was really talking about the um, concussions and all that. Like that, that was that's, definitely going to happen. But, that's fine. But I mean, we're talking about wins and losses and more importantly, oh, a win in the AFC championship to go to the Super Bowl. It's just there's I keep my wife was watching uh, Bill Belichick's press conference to interview it uh, interrupted a bunch of TV. She's watching and uh, she's like, what is this guy? What is he doing? I had to explain all the news. She's like, so why aren't they kicked out of the game? I'm like, they exactly. can't do that. But oh, why? I don't, dude, don't, don't get, don't get me wrong. I, I would rather see Bill Belichick kick to the curb right along with wonderful Tom Brady uh, any day of the week. Uh, you know? Yeah. However, I mean, I'm a huge USC fan and uh, you know, there's a guy closely related to your team who basically yes, just left my favorite, favorite college football team out to pasture, uh, twisting oh, in the wind there. They're, they're doing okay. But I mean, man, that guy, like, I didn't know a lot about him. I knew he was you know, like real, real, like, you know, energetic and all that down at USC. But man, when he got up here, a bunch of my friends were like, I don't know if this is the right hire. I don't know. I'm like, you know what? I think he's cool. I think it's going to be all right. And man, like the, it just, I mean, I know I'm here and I'm not trying to sound like a homer, but I really think the players buy into what he's selling like hard. Oh, for sure. For sure. They do. And apparently, I mean, dude, I don't even have any problem with what happened at USC when he was there. It's not like, dude, you can say whatever you want to about how minor of a thing deflate gate or whatever is. It's still about the game and about gaining a competitive edge. Uh, yes. Buying, buying uh, some agent, buying uh, Reggie Bush's family, a two bedroom, <laughs> two car garage house in San Diego described as a mansion by people who don't live in California, not realizing that at that time, a $750,000 house in San Diego was literally like a house. It's just like a yeah. house. You know, I paid almost 400 grand for a two bedroom condo in Costa Mesa, man. That's Jeez. just, well, I didn't pay that. I, that's why right. I don't have, have it anymore. Yeah. But. but that's just, yeah. I mean, yeah. people don't get that California is ridiculously expensive for housing. Yeah. And that didn't that didn't gain any competitive edge for the team, you know. It was that was uh but of course they just they railroaded the Trojans, yeah. you know. In the meantime, you know, you you flip it around and he did I mean he did kind of bail on them. <laughs> and he did Pete? recruit all these kids, yeah. So, you know, I'm trying I'm not knew trying what to was make, coming down. He for sure. He did. knew it was coming down, and he bounced. He absolutely did. I just wish that one every, once in a while someone would be like, "Yeah, dude, I knew is is 
the shit house was going up in flames. I had to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think they'll ever actually say that and come right out. But man, I mean, you know, he knew, he knew exactly yeah. what was going on. Yeah. Okay. So back to back to proper discipline. Okay. Listen, if they keep talking about the integrity of the game, they keep talking about all this stuff. They're not, and and but then they want to balance it out with a. This wasn't that big of a of an advantage. B, the Colts would have lost anyway. Like they're putting it all on this one Colts game. Yeah. Um, and and C, it's uh, it's still unconfirmed, and maybe it was an accident or whatever. Like I think I think that's that the last one you can just throw out. I don't I don't believe yeah. that for one second. You got the, like one of the greatest coaches in the history of the NFL. Forget the modern era. He is a genius. Mm-hmm. I know it. Everyone knows it. Anyone who doesn't think Bill Belichick is a genius is just a hater. They're probably a Steeler fan or something. I don't know. <laughs> like that dude really is the most complete guy that there is. There's no way in the world. And Tom Brady, I mean, I'm not going to really I'm going to crush Tom Brady tomorrow when I talk to the Patriots fan that I get on here, but I'm not going to crush him, but I am going to make a very important distinction, which is, you know, what does he do on any other team? Cause I right. can tell you're, you, you're saying system. Yeah. I'm, it's a hundred percent system. All I have to say Might is be. two words, man, Matt Castle done. Yeah. Yeah. Russell Wilson I mean, is not a system quarterback. That's just not the way it is. Everyone pins it on the defense being great and all that, but man, I mean, that's people that don't watch. Cause if you watch that guy on offense, our oh, line is our offensive line is horrible right now. We have a couple good players, but it's just rough. There's there's he's always under pressure. Yeah. He's never comfortable back there. Yeah. And he doesn't get time. I mean, there are it's very rare that you see him have a chance to set up or even do like the stuff that he likes to do the most, you know, that quick little rollout and I just like that last game. Oh my gosh, man. I mean, Stephanie and I are watching it. We're just like, what the hell is going on here? So you know. about, about the, uh, the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, I'm just slumped down in my chair at the game. Just like hating life. Just yeah. like this sucks. It's over. You know, like can't believe the season's over. This sucks. And like, then stuff start happening. And like the, <laughs> the fake field goal is like, Oh my God, did that just happen? What, what is that real? And then, yeah. uh, when we got the onside kick, uh, my buddy, you know Randy Torres from Project oh, yeah. 6, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's sitting with me. He, he and I split some tickets. Okay. Uh, he's sitting with me, and uh, he was recording it uh, after the two-point conversion, and he said in the background, you just hear me going, oh, my God, oh, my God, we're going to win the game. Oh, my God, we're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. It was crazy. I- then when we, got the, when we got the coin toss at overtime, Torres Jackson came out for it, and that's what he did uh, when we went to overtime against the Broncos earlier this year. And all of us in our section are like, okay, so we just won, right? T-Jax is calling this. We're good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. It was, uh, it was, it was, uh, I mean, I'll tell you something else. The fact that you were sitting there still watching the game, you know. Oh, there was people leaving. There was people. There was a, dude, there, that was, that was something uh, that I've heard plenty of people talk about. You know, you can tell yeah. the dudes who know who Steve Largent is. They're still yeah. in. The, they were still at the stadium uh, in the. Largent was there at the end of the game, giving the Hallis Trophy to the team. Yeah, see, you know who he is. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dude, I went. I went to the. Uh, here, here's a little Raiders knowledge for you. I went to the Monday night game where Bo Jackson blew up the boss. I was there. Yeah, that was. I was a little greatest. kid, but I was there. It was a great moment. And then he just kept running. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those were the days. Yeah. Sigh, sigh, sigh. Well, yeah. I just think you know. Uh, let me make my point here real quick with with Be- with Belichick. I'm sorry I got I got off, but it's okay. 
the ball thing and, and, and ball gauzy, whatever is maybe it's this minor thing. But as I said before, if you, if it's, if it isn't a, an improvement, if it doesn't help you, then why do it in the first place? No way in the world a coach that complete is not aware of this happening. Or Tom Brady, the the starting quarterback and a bona fide NFL star doesn't know that his equipment manager is changing the balls. No way. Yeah, I refuse yeah. to believe that. So Absolutely. But I, I want to say this, and I haven't heard this really said, and maybe uh, it's just my conspiracy theorist Oakland Raider fan coming out, but like, I want you to think back to this year. I mean, everybody talks about, you know, the Chiefs game with the with the Patriots and how um all the all the hacks had given up on them, you know, and even some of the legitimate fans had given up on the Patriots and said they were done. And then all of a sudden, just this miraculous turnaround. They like they they go from you know, four or five games into the season looking like they're done and like Tom Brady's an old man. And then all of a sudden they're like this Super Bowl contending team and they just go on the streak and they're killing everybody, right? I think it has a lot to do with their defense too. You think it has to do with like guys coming back from injuries and... No, just, just starting to gel. Okay. Just playing together for a minute. I mean, it takes a minute. I mean, you know, McDaniels was there at the OC for the last couple of years. So it's not, it wasn't on the offensive side. I mean, he's got zero weapons. But I think the defense just playing together. I mean, there's a rhythm to it. You know, there's nothing sure. you can, there's nothing you can simulate. Just, you got to get out there and be trial by fire. Yeah. Interesting. I'm going to, I wonder just how, uh, cause he's not obviously not going to hear this before I talk to him. I'm hoping that my, uh, Patriots fan is as <laughs> diplomatic as you're being right now. <laughs> oh, whatever. No, I mean, they're a good team, no doubt, you know, but I mean, do I think the Seahawks going to win? Of course. I mean, I just, I look at last year, I mean, everyone on earth was like, there's just no way that Broncos are going to lose this game. I mean, Seahawks defense, cool, you're good. But this is the best offense in the history of the game. And you know what? Right. It just, it didn't matter at all. No. Nope. Because Bobby, Bobby Wagner, uh, our middle linebacker, he ran out there and he said at the beginning of the game, he was real nervous. And then he looked over and he saw how nervous Peyton was and he got real calm. So you think you're going to awesome. win? Definitely. What's the key? Uh, I don't. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. I think it's gonna be tight. You know, I think uh, somewhere in the like you know twenty eight twenty one kind of world, twenty eight twenty four. Hmm. It's gonna be tight. I don't think that the Patriots can put up more than twenty one points on our team. I just no one really does. Yeah. No one really gets that many points on us. There's our team. Oh, they're all young. They're all hungry still. There a lot of them are getting paid now, but they're still right. young. They still got the chip on their shoulder. Besides Earl Thomas, our defense is all like, you know, late round picks, right. people that no one believed in. And like, they don't ever let you forget it. They don't let anyone forget it. They don't forget it. And they go on to primetime games to show off. They're still young. Right. They still got like a little bit of fire in them. And they're not just like, oh, this is old hand. We're, you know, this team, we play all the time, whatever. They get onto primetime games and they want to show off. Right. And they want to be like, you know what, world? Here comes the South Alaska Seahawks. <laughs> the South Alaska Seahawks? That's how it feels over here, man, with the East Coast, man. Everyone on the East Coast, like, oh, the Giants are so great. And all of a sudden, it's like, what about the Seahawks over here on the West Coast? Yeah, you know, that's a little football outpost we put up in the Northwest for fun. <laughs> all right. Well, dude, take that chip on your shoulder. 
And please beat the Patriots. I cannot have Tom Brady walking around with another ring, man. I don't want to hear it anymore. That'd be that'd be four for him. He's gotta he's gotta just stop being so greedy. I know, I know. I, I t- I'll tell you this though. I'll tell you this though. Eleven teams have gone to back to back Super Bowls. Eight of the eleven have repeated. That's seventy three percent. That's kinda huge. Yeah. The and fact we're that looking you to get make it seventy five. At the beginning. Yeah, we're looking to make it seventy five this weekend. That'll be good. I'll, I will be all right with that. I'm, I would. Yeah. I don't care about either team uh, on a personal level, except that I hate one more than the other. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, and that's fine. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> Sweet, you're welcome. I'm pretty sure that's what's going to push you guys over the edge to get you the victory, sir. If that's what it takes, I'm fine with it. <laughs> all right, man. Thanks for talking to me, dude. Freaking no appreciate problem, man. It. Right on. No problem. Let's we'll do get the, you uh, on. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's do the full show again. We're going to get you on here to do the real deal. Definitely. Whenever you want, man. And there you have it. Thank you very much, Tom. Um, and last but not least, my old buddy. I mean, I, uh, I will try to get this guy back on the show. You guys, you're going to love him. Uh, this is James Reynolds from uh, good old Central California town of Fresno. Uh, talking about his random and bizarre love for the random and bizarre Patriots. So you're gonna I was going to play Queen, We Are the Champions. You're going to play guitar while we have our football discussion? Well, That's- I was going to play Queen, We Are the Champions, but uh, never mind. Yeah, and that probably... I don't know that that's really... This this podcast will suddenly be dated in one day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. How do you feel? You think it's going to happen? You know, I, I honestly, I do. I feel like uh, leading up the, especially to the last couple uh, Super Bowls where the where the Patriots played the the Giants, there was never really that edge to the game. It was always like it, you know the. You know, when they were when they were 16 and 0 going for 17 and 0, I, I don't think they had the same edge. I think this year they've got an edge to them. I think Seattle's pissed them off. I think, you know, the you mad, you, you mad bro with Richard Sherman and, and, mm-hmm. and Tom Brady, I think Deflate Gate, of course, has helped uh, focus them. And they, oh, I mean, when God. you give Bill Belichick two weeks and a chip on his shoulder, watch out. You know, they, they, they've done really well against the run. I think that, uh, I think Lynch is going to have problems. They're going to be able to shut down. Uh, their wide receivers who are Dude, like, you know. they ain't seen anything like that guy. He's a freak of nature, man. Yeah, it's not like you're going to get. Look, I get it. You know, you played against uh, uh, Boom Heron of the. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and don't forget Justin and don't forget Justin Forsett. <laughs> no, that was legit, dude. Because Justin Forsett had a legitimate year, even though you, you take away Forsett and the the Patriots only had one. Uh, team rushed for over 100 yards, and that was the Dolphins. So you know the and and when they can take Revis and just stick him on uh, Baldwin, they can mm-hmm. take Browner, stick him on Curse. They can they got a lot of room with their safeties. They don't have to uh, they don't have to um, pass rush as and I mean blitz as much because they're going to have. Let's see, now this is where I'm going to disagree with you straight up because this is what you guys' biggest problem is. Says the no Raider pa- fan. No pass rush. You ain't got a pass rush, dude. I know. They have a lousy well, offensive line. You know, I had my buddy Tom on here before. Uh, I had him on here yesterday. You know, he's going to be on the show with you. He, he's, he's, you know, he's concerned about their offensive line because they, they're, 
They're pretty shaky. I mean, yeah. but dude, you got a you got a quarterback who you can't contain in this little bucket. You know what I mean? Right. He's going to be outside of the pocket in no time. And that's the other thing, dude. Nobody talks about the fact that that Wilson hasn't really been able to do the usual Wilson stuff because he keeps playing against guys with legitimate pass rush. Think about it. The Rams, the the Cardinals, both of those teams have gnarly defenses and those are, right. you know, are the 49ers like I just I don't I don't know that I feel I just I just totally threw him in the in the same. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I I think like I think Wilson's going to have a lot more time than you guys can afford to give him. I'm sorry, man. I, I got to tell you. It's, and here's and here's the thing. Happen. I I I tend to agree with you and I was and I was stomping up and down last week. Uh, not so much last week, but against the Ravens that they, we were just weren't pressuring Flacco. We were just, it was no pressure, but I'm, I'm kind of not that pissed off about it. If we do that against Seattle, because as soon as you start getting too many people upfield, that's when Wilson picks a lane and rushes for 10 yards, 15 yards. So, I mean, yeah, you want to get some pressure, but if you're, if you got all four guys and you're doing stunts all over the place and you're, you know, five yards in the backfield trying to tackle Wilson, that's when he just steps up and goes off for 15, 20 yards. But I just don't, I, I think they're going to, they're going to have, I mean, Nikovich is going to get some pressure. Chandler Jones is going to get some pressure. Uh, who the I, I hell really, is Ninkovich? I don't even know who this guy is. Rob Ninkovich. <laughs> look him up. Google him. You gonna, Listen, ask, you got the St. Louis Rams defensive line and and front seven. You got the Niners front seven. You got the the Cards front seven. All three of those are far superior to what you guys are bringing to the table, dude. Plus, and you don't even think you're going to get away with not talking about this. Right. That dude just got caught. Whether it helped him win is not even the issue. It definitely didn't help him win. The Colts were out coached, outplayed outmatched wasn't even close okay but the fact is dude you don't cheat unless it gives you an advantage i'm a raider fan you know that i know this Bolitnikov <laughs> and and yeah with the with the stickum nah the stickum <laughs> wasn't even it really i mean think about it dude we were like pinching dude's eyeballs when it was the, under the pile True. that's cheating and and alzada with the steroids but um the entire the, league uh, with the steroids. the steroids true come on but here's the thing here's the, here's my take on deflategate and I'll, and and here's the thing what you're going to see Balgazi around here sir ba- okay Balgazi here's my thing about Balgazi one you're going to see that um the the actual air pressure that was let out of the balls wasn't as much as what they the NFL led on to believe. Two, you're going to see that it, it the, really Brady and Belichick knew nothing about it. Uh, oh, no. Three, come on, come now. on! I'm, I'm, I'm still counting. Yeah, let your head go. I do count. I'm still three. Um, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. I mean, I think a ball boy just took it upon himself to say, like, when, you know, Brady has said it before, he likes the balls deflated a little bit. Uh, he said that years ago in a, in a, in a, in a radio interview. Maybe the ball boy just went in there on his own, just a little, little. So let me. And the refs didn't even, refs didn't even check the pressure before the game. You know? Are you still counting or do I get to jump in here? I can only count to three. You know that. You're not going to tell me. There's no one. Listen, Bill Belichick is the single greatest coaching mind of our generation. Okay. Absolutely. Al Davis interviewed him right after he left the Cleveland Browns and didn't offer him the job because Al was slowly going insane at that point. But he is the best coach of the modern era. Tom Brady 
is the most fortunate quarterback Ooh. to ever play. <laughs> no, yeah. Listen, I don't. That, was, that wasn't the word I was, I was thinking you were going to say. I thought you were going to say amazing. Or, no, you know, I'm not going to say amazing. Ever. I'm going to say Matt Castle. Oh, well, what? You know, you're, you're right, Matt. Matt Castle did come in and throw for, you know, 3,600 yards Dude, when, when Brady got hurt. So but, go but, but here's further. the thing. Brady's done it for for 15 years. Matt and you gotta Castle take away. could have done it for 15 no. years if wow. he would have just been there. No. It's, you got to – I mean, look who – I mean, he won two Super Bowls. You know you know who he had for the first Super Bowl? He had Troy Brown and Antoine Smith. That's yeah. who he played – that's who – that, I mean, he, and he won two Super Bowls with those guys. You're so, telling I mean, me that that's Tom Brady and that's not Bill Belichick? Nope. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, that's all system. Absolutely. I, I, I totally agree that – I mean, of course, there's quarterbacks out there who have won. You know, Trent Dilfer's won with a system and, you know, you know, there's lots of players who win with systems. Trent Dilfer won with a, with a defense from hell. Like literally sure. the gates of hell opened up and demons yeah. came out. It was, he was basically the Jim McMahon of our time. Yeah. And, um, but uh, if you look at Resistance. just for, for 15 years, Tom Brady has put, I mean, it, it, Joe Montana versus Tom Brady stats wise. Don't do it. Don't do it. Tom Brady, 12,000 more yards throwing than, than in the same amount of years, 15 years, 12,000 more yards, 119 more touchdowns. You know, only, when, they, when did they start counting uh, postseason stats? You know, I'm pretty sure when the postseason started. <laughs> no, <laughs> postseason stats, dude. That's but, he's st- but still, but still, Tom Brady's three and two in the postseason. That's not terrible. No. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, Joe Montana's four and zero, oh, but Tom Brady's going to have just as many Super Bowl rings as as Joe Montana this year, and. Uh, r- so, so I mean, what what else? Do, what else does he need to do? I mean, I get it. He's attractive. We all have battles like that. Um, he's got he's got a, a model wife. Again, we all have battles like that. I mean, when I did my shoe commercial, I got so much crap for it because <laughs> you know here I am. I'm I'm not only am I good looking, but I'm burly, and so and, I, and I'm and I'm masculine. Your so people wife think, better oh, be close by so she can get a no, kick out of words that are being said. She can't hear a word we're saying, brother. She is out of town. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the other room. Uh, but, but no, I mean, you know, people love to hate on Tom Brady, and I get it. You know, he's the he's the he's the most popular kid in class, and he does well at everything he does. And so, I mean, he's got. I mean, so of course everybody's gonna hate on Tom Brady. See, so, that's that's what bums me out, dude. You you Patriot fans think it's all about just hating Tom because he's so beautiful. I, I that's not it at all for me. I can't stand him because I think it, it's BS. It's the coach, dude. It's the coach. Listen, you. I'm not even saying that uh, <laughs> that that Joe Montana did it all on his own, you know. Because Bill Walsh was a great coach too. Bill Walsh was a genius, dude, and he yeah. reinvented the game as as right. Belichick has been doing. Except that for for one main one minor thing here, the Belichick coaching tree is like a bunch of withered branches with dead fruit on them. Okay. Oh, oh. Whereas totally Bill Walsh created a system that was duplicated and 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 um, or replicated and and spread out even further and further and further. Yeah. And I hate the freaking 49ers. So right. don't get don't 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 get it twisted Joe here. Mon- However, Joe, Mon- Joe, Joe Montana was the the king of the screen pass. So I mean, Joe the, Montana the, the, also had Jerry Rice and 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 John uh, John Taylor, John Taylor, and Roger Craig, and he always had Tom Rattle, underrated, yeah. completely. But dude. I get it. I'm just saying 
you look at a team like the Patriots, you look at wide receivers like Edelman and, I don't know, my buddy uh, Mike from down at the car wash is playing oh, wide receiver for them now. That's I'm not putting that on Brady, dude. I'm putting that on a on a coach who puts the system together. But that's you got me distracted, and I'm not going <laughs> to fall for that. I will not fall for that, James. <laughs> Listen, this whole thing, this whole Balgazi thing would be nothing. It would mean nothing. If the dude hadn't been caught multiple times before, hadn't been put into question multiple times before, that is the only reason why Balgazi is even a, a, dis, a debate. If it was the Colts with balls lower and they had won the game, it'd be like, ah, eh, Colts balls are kind of low. And you Patriot fans would be losing your minds, but it would be, it would be less of a story, I think. But because it's this dude, he got the spy gate. We have the reason why gate is even attached to any NFL discussion is Bill Belichick and the Spygate thing. I mean, I hate, I hate it, by the way. I hate Ballgate or whatever, Deflategate. You knew that was coming. And the freaking, yeah. you know, these, these reporters are so lazy. It's like, oh, what do we got here? What's our talking points? Uh, is it that uh, for the first time since who? The Patriots repeated uh, in and appearing in the Super Bowl, we've got the, the defending champions back in the Super Bowl. Like, honestly, how is that not a discussion? Because right. these dudes are lazy. How is the fact that Pete Carroll used to coach the Patriots not a discussion? How is the fact that Pete Carroll, who ruined my other favorite college football team, the USC Trojans, and then walked out the back door when the house was on fire? Like, you know, how is that not being discussed when you're talking about shady dealings or whatever? Or, or... The fail Mary. I mean, seriously, yeah. no one wants I mean, to talk about that from two from last year. If that that pass doesn't happen. Those guys don't win that game. They don't go to the Super Bowl. Right. Well, I mean, and also what we're not talking about is we're not talking about you know the Seahawks since Pete Carroll came in. No team has had more players suspended for PED use than the yeah, Seattle Yeah, but now Seahawks. you guys have one of them on your team, Brandon Browner. Yeah. Well, but we we signed him after his suspension. I mean, he he did have to serve his suspension with us, but that's because we're a father we're like a father Flanagan. Oh, uh, good you know, lord! We take, we'll take the Randy Mosses and we'll take the Corey Dillons and we'll turn them around. <laughs> except for Aaron Hernandez, we didn't really turn him around. Yeah, you but, great uh, job. <laughs> yeah. But here's my here's my take on Balgazi. Balgazi would have went away if not for uh, the mother station and ESPN running it twenty four seven. You just walked right into my trap, dude. Yeah. Damn. Here's the thing. But here's the thing. I was watching ESPN Saturday, and they were talking on ESPN about how. Um, it's, this is this is getting overblown a little bit. You know, they're, they're they're having commentary between a couple guys, and it needs to go away. And and the NFL is upset that it won't go away. And then you look at ESPN's ticker, and it's just nothing but you know, Deflate Gate, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and I'm, even on the ticker on the bottom, it was Patriots attendant, possibly a person of interest. Everything that ESPN was doing and talking about were the Patriots and Balgazi. So, I mean, if ESPN had decided, eh, it's, it's, it's not as big a deal as some other things that we've talked about, then absolutely it would have gone away. It's no big deal. I mean, there's, I mean, seriously, there's like people can't, the refs couldn't even tell the refs were handling balls like crazy and they couldn't tell, you know, which was lighter or which one was heavier. There have been players who said they couldn't tell. So, I mean, I mean, it's it's such a non-issue. Like, why are why are no like active players coming forward and saying this is terrible, this is awful? No, but none of them are doing it. You know why? Uh, because no. they don't really care. Marshall Falk straight out said he. No, dude, I mean current players. 
current players current that are players in. What about? Well, I guess Ray Lewis doesn't count. He's not really a current player. But I mean, I don't know, man. I think first of all, I gotta I gotta back up on this ESPN thing. You do realize that the Bristol Sports Network. I mean, to everyone who's not a Patriots fan is looked at as like the Patriots flagship station. I mean, seriously, up until two weeks ago, it was like, honestly, I've called it the ESPN Tom Brady ball washing station. I mean, it's it's crazy. And then and then flip over to the NFL network where, you know, you're not really going to get like hard news because it's owned by the league. But, dude, they got two former Patriots sitting on the panel talking all the time. Heath Evans acts like he has uh, was a New England Patriot the day he was drafted and the day he got out of the league. That guy was on a team for three years. He got his ring from the Saints, but all he ever talks about is the Patriots. And, uh, you know, then you got Willie McGinnis, who I, I, I'll never forget him pretending to be injured at the end of a Colts game when they knew <laughs> they were losing. That, yeah. You know, but that's that to me, that's gamesmanship. It's like, hey. What what are you going to do? You know, I, right. I mean, it's shady, but my team used to do that crap all the time. I just yeah. think like I don't even care about the, the balls being deflated. What I care about is, is that this whole like, how dare you? How dare you question us? Dude, you guys have been busted before, man. Marshall Falk straight out called them out for stealing plays that they had never shown before the Super Bowl when the greatest show on turf plays and, and all of a sudden New England knows exactly what they're going to do in the Super Bowl like dude it's it would be one thing if you hadn't been serial offenders and then they also have this other thing like honestly the Patriots should be stoked right now because no one's talking about all the shuffling of dudes at the line of scrimmage and hiding the eligible receiver and all that stuff and the way the lineups are going and you know it's illegal Perfectly, Perfectly legal. legal. Perfectly legal, but will definitely be a changed rule by the end of next year. <laughs> exactly. Here's another thing. Here's another thing those guys could be talking about. Oh, yeah, the Patriots, they were roughing up the Colts wide receivers, and Peyton Manning cried about it, and that's why they changed the laws. Dude, the Seattle Seahawks two seasons ago straight out said the Legion of Boom, we, they can't call holding every play. That's why they were that's why they were getting away with all that 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 brutality. But then they changed the rules. Mm-hmm. Those guys still came back and still were terrifying and awesome. You know, that's dude, you got to rise above. Anyway, I I'm just saying you ain't going to weep no tears over here, man. The freaking <laughs> Patriots ain't getting no tears from me. And, and nor do I nor do I expect it. Because, uh, you know, they hate us because they ain't us. Mm-mm. And, you know, there's there's there in, in 15 years, there's no franchise comes even close to the amount of uh, wins, both of uh, both regular season and postseason. Uh, they are uh, by 100 percent a dynasty. Uh, it, it, anybody who says they're not like you're shaking your head. No, but no, you should I'm, use I'm not shaking my head. No, I'm shaking my head. The only reason why we're even having this discussion is the reason why. I started hating the Patriots in the first place, dude. Yeah. You know, there's I, I get no way around it. I get, I get a lot of that, you know, um, but it's just, it's just, it's, it's misguided anger. Um, Wait you can a hate second. You just, misguided you can, anger. The yeah, dude just, fumbled I mean, the ball. They're, they're, they're the best. They're the best team. They're one of the best teams ever. And, and of course you're going to hate that team. You're going to be, Oh my gosh. It's just, they're there. They won again. Oh, they have to be cheating. They have to be doing this. They have to be doing that. You know, and then they get caught cheating. 
I mean, that was, I mean, Spygate was so long ago. Like, I, my kids are old. Uh, my kids weren't even born when Spygate happened. Yeah, well, so, your I mean, kids, that just, means your kids haven't been born since the Patriots won a Super Bowl. Uh, absolutely. It's very hard to win. It's very hard to win a Super Bowl in the NFL when people Turns are catching out. balls off their helmets. And, and you know, like, it just, hey, it's, dude. It, it's, I mean, when was the last time the Raiders won? Uh, that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> It's all. I mean, it's hey, all right. Everybody hated my team, and again, I don't. I don't fault anybody for gamesmanship. What I what bums me out is this holier than thou, dude. You guys didn't do yourselves any favor by freaking Robert Kraft walking out there and demanding oh. an apology. Like, <laughs> how dare you talk about my boy? It's like what? I know that boy. If that isn't a typical one percenter, I don't know. I demand an apology. It's like, dude, you should just you should have just stayed in the room with 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 Roger Goodell and and uh, you know some current politician of whoever, whatever. Ron, what's his name? Was it Kerry? Was it John Uh, Kerry? Which one? The one that. I think it was Kerry that was in the room with them. It's like the two shadiest owners in the NFL right now, Kraft and and Jerry Jones, both have a politician hanging out in the luxury box. It's kind of well, weird. Well, what? How is he? How is he? The, how is he a shady owner? He's 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 he's, he's one of the, Dude, he the is the owner of the Patriots who no. magically won the Super Bowl on the, the worst, most bullshit call of all time. The year after nine oh, eleven, come on! I knew this was going back to this. Will always go back to that. It will always I, I, go back to that. Well, and here's the thing: Sometimes, I never cared about the Patriots until that day. I knew, I knew, I knew it was all going to go back. In fact, I was talking to a buddy of mine at work. He was like, "Oh, you're going on to this uh, this um, this show, this podcast." And I said, "Yeah, it's, this guy's a Raider guy." And he goes, "Oh, you know he's going to bring up the Tuck Rule." I go, "I go, I go, I know." He goes, How he's could gonna I not? All, he's going to run me through the gauntlet of everything else. But at the end of the day, his anger stems from the Tuck Rule, and yeah. and there's, there, I mean, it's a rule. Yeah. If you if, you know, it's, it's not it's a, a rule anymore. Not, not. Yeah, it's still a rule. No, they just they took sure? the rule away. The Tuck rule was dis was completely removed from the playbooks last year. Ten years after it happened, dude. You better ask Jeeves about that one. I think it still uh, might be around. It's not, dude. The Tuck Google rule. Is no more. Google Tuck rule. The Here, Tuck I'm, rule. I, I don't know. Is I'm in, no more. I'm in disagree, Mister Solomang. I think that the uh, the Tuck rule is still around. Go check uh, Pro Football Talk March twentieth, twenty thirteen. Gotcha. The tuck rule was wiped off the books, dude. That's oh. why we have we will always be filled with rage. <laughs> There's no way around it. You stole a game. And of wow. course, if the team is struggling and if the team is having a hard time, and, and frankly, if the team thinks the, the league, and you're going to see it this weekend, if the team thinks that the, the refs are stacking the cards against them and then a call like that goes down, you can't tell me you got kids if they're out on the field and they feel like the refs are just hosing them over. Would they give the same effort every play? No way. No. Dude. No. Anybody well, says that it's they're full of it, man. And you can also blame the snow and you can blame Tom no, Brady, but no. at the end of the day, I don't really need to blame the, the snow or Tom Brady. I need to blame a ridiculous call that was a fumble. Even the NFL Films replay of that game is he says Tom Brady tucks the ball under his arms. And fakes it every single play leading up to this thing. It's like, oh my gosh, dude, you're even admitting that he was just faking. It was a fake. It was a pump I, fake. 
I remember watching it and immediately it immediately calling out tuck roll tuck roll. You know, oh yeah, and, right. oh yeah. I mean, I remember like right away. I was like, oh, that's tuck roll. And I remember yeah. the guys that were with me were like, what's a tuck roll? So I took them oh, to. Oh, well, it's NFL actually on page uh, seven fifty three point four. Yeah, right. paragraph five. It, you know, and they were like, oh man, that's that's great. You know so much about the tuck roll. And I was uh, like, well, you know, I'm I'm, well, I'm pretty well versed. Uh, you know. <laughs> All right, man. Listen, I, I, I had to keep every, I, I don't want to cut it off cause, but I have to, but I have, or, or Bill will kill me because my segments are going too long. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to get you on tape right now saying you're going to come back on my show because uh, come football season next year, regular occurrence. Sorry, hipsters. <laughs> football is real. That's part of yeah. my life. Well, I mean, you, you want to go grab an IPA and listen to a phonograph? We can. Well, yeah, we can let's go grab an IPA and watch a soccer game. That yeah, oh yeah, my favorite team is I don't know what. <laughs> I, yeah, my, my favorite my son, team is son, that team from that place. Yeah, my son plays that FIFA on on whatever Perfectly it is. Perfectly acceptable, great yeah. game. And then, but he's always like, "Dad, you want to get up early on Saturday and watch a Premier League game?" I'm like. <laughs> I go, son, do you after do you want to go get a bikini wax? Because we can do <laughs> both are about the same amount of pain. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not going to. Sorry, this is coming nope. back, dude. I I will make sure you you heard it here, everybody. Uh, All right, brother. Hey, thank you for letting me come on with you dude, and hang I'm out. And have came fun, on. Man. Love you. I love you. All right, brother. All right. Bye bye. Ladies and gents, you have just been sportsballed. You see that? See that? It wasn't even hard. It was actually kind of fun. Uh, before you actual football nerds send me 50 emails, yes, I realize uh, the fail Mary was in 2012, 2013. What? What? Uh, 99% accurate on uh, everything else. So, you know, I, I do what I can. I get caught up. What do, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? Anyway, thank you for listening, and uh, thanks to my guests, Mr. Vincent Stalba, soon to be appearing in the film I Saw the Light, starring Loki himself, Mr. Tom Hiddleston, um, Tom Wisniewski of MXPX, whom you should know, and um, whom you should also be looking for on this show sometime in the near future, and, of course, my old buddy, the one and only Big Daddy J Love, James Reynolds. You will be hearing from him again as well. Um, a reminder, you can hear this and uh, any other episode at uh, INeverWas.com or at iTunes. Um, that's INeverWas.com um, or go to iTunes and search for Never Was and Mark Solomon. Also, uh, the producer of this show is Mr. Billy Power. He's the reason my turds come out polished. So uh, please go visit him at UrbanAchieverShow.com. You can find his show on iTunes as well. And uh, last but not least, the music you heard on this episode is, as usual, uh, a bunch of stuff from White Lighter, my new record on Northern Records. Uh, but the brief interludes between guests were uh, created on the Stavesacre album, How to Live with a Curse, and uh, were largely made by uh, the producer of that album, Mr. Matt Hyde. And uh, fittingly, as our friendship was not born of rock and roll, but Raider football. I miss you, buddy. Um, to everyone else, thank you again for listening, and until next time, Rainbow out. <laughs>